Welcome to Advice to My Daughter podcast with your favorite mother and daughter duo. I'm Katie. And I'm Mary Beth. So let's get to it. Hey, welcome to our latest episode of Advice to My Daughter. And today we were just going to take some turns talking to each other about telling each other things we've learned from each other. So I wanted to go first. I'm going to tell mom, I want to tell you some things that I've always learned from you that were priceless and valuable. So growing up, I never knew there was a such a thing as like chauvinistic people. It just didn't exist in my world. So my mom and dad were equals. My you mean, even with Uncle Pete, it never existed in your world. I didn't see that. <laughs> so I never saw that. And I always knew you were a boss. You were a leader. You What you said went. And that growing up being a girl is valuable because it never occurred to me that life could be any other way or should be any other, or not should, was any other way for other people. So that was something valuable I learned from you that I think is huge. Other things are that you can go after your dreams or go after and do whatever you want. You know, I remember you working at the bank, you were an auditor, and then you, I remember hearing the story later that you just said, hey, you know, yes, I was an auditor before, but I want, to, I want you to teach me your way like I've never been it before because I don't want to do it a different way if you want me to do it a certain way. And so you got yourself that job. I remember you going to California. Then we got to take all those trips because you worked out there. So I just always saw you hustling and doing the things and just rising up and going up the corporate ladder. And that was cool to see because especially if you're a daughter and you're watching your mother do it, that's the example. It's not just like, oh, you can do anything you want to do. You showed me you can do anything you want to do. So those are two main things so far. I love that I had so many of your friends and the neighborhood kids working at the bank. You know, if someone needed a job, their mom called me and said, could you put them to work? It's like, oh, sure. <laughs> but we had fun. It was a good job. Well, and then you gave my husband his first job. Yes. <laughs> we were just friends then, so that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. And he was shocked I remembered him when he came to, um, I think it was Dad's party. Or your your party, I think. No, it was before mine, I think. I think. Because he said, do you remember? Did you remember? I go, how can I forget? <laughs> and I did remember. Yeah. Another thing that I thought was super valuable, especially being a mom of a daughter, is that I remember my first heartbreak. I might have been in sixth grade, so it wasn't even like I was old. And you never treated it like, oh, the, oh, you're only how you're only in sixth grade. This does not matter. You treated it as how I was feeling it. You know, like you're feeling a heartbreak. You treated it as such. You, I remember we went shopping. <laughs> I think that was, was our cure all for everything. Come yeah. on, Kate, we'll go shopping and buy you a new pair of boots. <laughs> yeah, so that helped. But I, I always found like. As I got older and then when I got married, even before Ella, I was like, that's something I always want to make sure I do for my daughter when she has a heart or, or son. But like, don't just brush under the rug like you're too young. No. Like, cause, because somebody has those feelings. does feel it. Whatever right. they're feeling, they think that's real. Right. In my, my opinion. Right. And it, it is their first experience of feeling that kind of uh, emotion. emotion or letdown. So that was something that was very valuable to me. I learned from you that you don't always have to fight a lot 
And I don't mean within our home. I mean how I was a feisty one out there in public. A, a few feisty. people could attest to that. Whether you get kicked out of ball games or, you know, a few things like that. But um, Arguing with the manager at the store. Yeah, I do. I have done that. But the thing I did it, the reason I did it was I always felt like in those situations there was someone that was going to, like, manage you and you're not going to get what you want, even though I knew I was in the right. Right. And it was years after watching Dr. Phil for years where he would say, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I used to say, I want to be both, right and happy. I mean, what are you, what are you going to settle for one for? <laughs> right. But then I learned about that ACER test you gave me. Yeah. And so that taught me a lot. And then I gave it to two of my, sis my two sisters. And it's not that we ever felt like we had a horrible life. It's not that at all. But... It tells you why we react the way we do. Right. So I was more grateful that you didn't have that issue with your test. Yeah. <laughs> and that that was one thing I could give my kids that we didn't get. Right. So I was happy about that. Well, and you didn't even know about it. And you already didn't even repeat the pattern. So what the test you're talking about is the ACE, the ACE test. It's the Adverse Childhood Experience Test. And we learn learning about it being a teacher is about childhood trauma and not like a one thing could be like a divorce. It doesn't have to be very extreme. It doesn't have to be molestation right. necessarily or anything like that. But when you have more than I forget the I don't want to say the thing now. If you have like a there's ten questions. I got them all you, right. Right. Yeah. You get ten questions. Use however many yeses. That's your score. So well, actually, I think I got nine out of ten. So nine that out means of 10. it was pretty bad. Nine out of ten. And I think most people have about three. Dad didn't have any. You didn't have any. No, I have at, I'm at zero. But the average, and they, they did it by um, even socioeconomic standards. So they didn't even say like people in poverty. They just middle class average person has three or four. And I had zero. My dad has zero. I remember talking to dad. We were taking L to um, ice skating. And Doing that really kind of opened my eyes because I was looking at the questions. I was like, okay, none of these are crazy extreme. But I was like, I know my mom has this is a yes, this is a yes, this, you know. And it always like that really shapes the way you respond to situations. That's true. And I think the reason I was always that um, reactionary, like to me, I couldn't stand when someone was not the nicest to a kid. Mm -hmm. So like at the ball games, it, you know, I, one tournament, you know, stands out at uh, Homewood and the guy wasn't supposed to let us start the, you know, another inning because the time had run out. But once you do, you've got to finish it. And he's electively because we were we tied the game. And the, as soon as we tied the game was the kids, 10 year old um, Johnny and all those kids. And we tied the game and he. He said, okay, time's up. I said, well, you shouldn't let us start the inning. And I was trying to be nice because he said, um, oh, I, I actually called him a stroke. And the reason I said stroke was the kids were 10. I didn't want him to say jag off, which is what I really wanted to tell mm -hmm. him. <laughs> and then he says to me, oh, nice language for a lady. I said, well, actually, I was being a lady because I really wanted to call you a jag off. But those kids' hearts were broken, mm -hmm. and he made the mistake. Well, lo and behold, karma comes a-knocking, and the next day, the exact same situation happened to the Homewood kids. And their president that literally called up, I'll never forget this, it was Mike Fish, hi Mike, and apologized. 
and said, please apologize to that woman that, you know, went ballistic. So, but it was always about kids that I reacted right. the heart more, you know, the most harsh about. I have, I have a hard, like, I have a reaction like that too when it's not me. With me, I'm like, I can, I cannot be reactionary because I could think like, where is this person coming from? Or do I even bother because this person's not even worth arguing with? But See, that's what I, I learned from you. I never would have just taken that road. Nope. But I realized there's no arguing with somebody who's irrational. Like that just, just doesn't work. You're not, you're not going to win it. And then you're going to frustrate yourself more. Um, even though you're 100% right. So that helps. But when it's for somebody else, I will go to all lengths. No go way, right? Wall. Like, yeah. no way. Like that's an injustice. That's not okay. So that's where I'm, that's where I'll do that fighting. And it makes it, I don't know. I think when I think about it, it's like, it's not self-serving. Right. So you're doing it on makes behalf it, of someone else. Right. It makes it easier to, to go all out. Now, that, that being sense? said, I don't want anyone to think that that was the worst thing that ever happened I got, that I yelled at a ball game for. Right, right. God but we're going to do another podcast on those. Yeah, we'll do those. those that'll events. be funny. Different sporting events. But yeah, I think it's really, yeah, it is interesting to see like where someone's coming from or why they react the way they do. And with anything. Well, now I can read on Facebook too after you taught me that. I, I react to the stories on Facebook that, oh, that person probably had a real rough life. You know, now I, now I got the hang of that one. Like, oh, yeah, that's where this is going. My favorite is that post on Facebook. It said, I saw something on Facebook that I didn't agree with, and I just kept scrolling. And guess what? Well, I've never done that. I'm happier for it. <laughs> so that was fun. But thanks for joining us today. And we just wanted to share a little bit with you. And we will talk to you soon. Have a good one. Bye.